Before we kickstart today's episode, I wanted to tell you about the Talk20s print shop. Here you'll find a range of colourful and positive prints that you can put up around your home to keep you inspired and motivated daily. As a loyal follower of the podcast, we're giving you 20% off your first order. Just head to www.talk20s.com forward slash shop and use the code podcast20 to claim your discount. This is what's working for me right now. I can only really build that through a community. So Yeah, 100%. I think that's something that I struggled with during my degree because everything that we were reading from was just so outdated. Absolutely. Um, Ever felt like you're just winging your way through life, hoping you'll find the answers to life's important issues along the way? Hey, I'm Gabby Mendez, and this is my brand new podcast, Talk Twenties. On this podcast, I'll be chatting to my friends and fellow 20-somethings on different topics that matter to you in your 20s. So if you're ready, let's go. Okay, so today on my podcast, I've got Gabby Marsden. Gabby is a 28-year-old female entrepreneur that helps other female entrepreneurs through her business, Women's Society. Now, I've known Gabby for almost a year now. We met at a bloggers event last year and instantly bonded over the fact that we are both Gabby M. But she's here today to tell us a little bit more about her business, Women's Society. So I'll pass it over to you, Gabby. Hi. So yeah, I'm Gabby and I'm the founder of Women's Society. So Women's Society is a community of female entrepreneurs um, and that might sound a little bit scary, but it's for anyone really who wants to start a business or maybe has a business that is already succeeding. And we have an online community uh, full of business resources and also put on events across the north. It's very exciting. Um, I've actually been to a couple of Gabby's events and she is brilliant at what she does. And it's a really lovely community to be a part of as well. Your online resources, which you just launched a few weeks weeks ago. ago, uh, They're absolutely brilliant. So um, yeah, I'd definitely um, head over to her website to check that out. So um, we're going to have a bit of a chat about how you started a business. This podcast is all for people in their 20s who um, are looking to do something a little bit different um, in order to really get the best out of their 20s. It's a difficult time in our lives and there's so many different options that you have in front of you. But for those people out there who are maybe thinking about starting a business, when was it for you that you know that was right and that was what you wanted to do? I think I've always been interested in entrepreneurship I don't know whether it's because I'm a bit hard work and I don't like being told what to do. Uh, But yeah, before I work for myself, um, I've never really enjoyed working for somebody else. So I always knew that I wanted to start a business. But um, what really spurred me on is when I had my son um, five years ago. And obviously I went on maternity leave and saw that as a great opportunity to experiment with some ideas Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, see what happened. So what did you do in that moment in time when you were on maternity and how so did you get about it? So I started a business called Frankie's Threads. Uh, my son's called Frankie, so it's named after him. And that was organic children's wear. So I did that for four years um, and yeah, stopped doing that about a year ago um, in January. But yeah, so Frankie's Threads was um, organic children's wear. Um, I started it when Frankie was about six months old because I um, sort of noticed that there was no really like trendy clothes um, 
and yes yeah, so that's what I, I did mm-hmm. and um, so obviously that obviously led you into what you do now starting a business and a fresh what did you learn from that experience from starting Frankie's Threads initially so when I started Frankie's Threads I had absolutely no idea what I was doing all I knew was how to use a sewing machine and how to use Instagram so that's literally how I started my business on Instagram um, I realised that I needed to gain more skills and knowledge so I went to university and did a business degree I graduated from that last year or the year before so I found that in my business degree I didn't actually learn anything about the runnings of a business mm-hmm. it was more about working for a business oh, really yeah uh, I mean there was a few things like accounting that have really, yeah. come, really come in handy yeah um but mainly it was just yeah it wasn't that helpful so at that point I started to really realize that there was a lot of women in my local area who were starting businesses but really didn't have a clue about how to actually grow it or yeah. go anywhere with it. Um, so I started doing my own research and with a lot of my degree, I had to manipulate it to make it relevant to what I was doing with Frankie's Threads at the time. So I feel like I learned a lot from that. Um, and when I decided to end it last year, I took a couple of months off to really have a think about what I wanted to do and I finally realised that I, I'm really passionate about empowering women yeah. to start and scale businesses mm-hmm. so that's where Women's Society came that's from. That's amazing it came from kind of trying to learn something yourself realising yeah. that the information that you wanted wasn't out there and you know providing that for other people and yeah. that's really really cool and obviously I guess it kind of helps that when you are acting as this figurehead for women's society and entrepreneurship that you also regardless of whether it was kind of relevant to you at the time you have got that that backing of your degree does that kind of make you feel more confident in it definitely does it's helped do? I mean I didn't learn a lot about the runnings of a business but I learned a lot about how to communicate yeah. Um, and yeah how to structure things so it definitely helped me and it does it does make me feel a little bit more confident yeah, yeah. absolutely um so when you had thought up your idea for women's society how did you go about starting and launching your business so it wasn't actually a business idea at the beginning mm-hmm. um I've just started blogging so that was sort of something that I was really focusing on but I, um, I thought of um, getting everyone together of sort of like a networking event. So I just put it on my personal Facebook. I got hundreds of replies saying I would love this. So I put on a free event. Um, it was just probably coming up to a year ago. I put on a free event um, where I live and uh, two people turned up. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> devastating. And you had hundreds of messages yeah, as well. Hundreds, <laughs> yeah, but I think I didn't charge for it. It was free. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have a speaker. There was no real structure to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it was just a bit of a shambles. Um, so I sort of went home, had a little bit of a... That's enough to put some people off, you know. So what made you kind of push through that? It was actually, it was a really weird situation. So I am not one for giving up at all. Um, So I thought, right, what was missing? Um, It was missing a speaker. Mm -hmm. So I found a speaker um, about social media. Social media is such a hot topic. I knew that that would go down well. Um, And I charged for the tickets. I put it on Eventbrite. But lo and behold, the tickets were on there. It was about... 10 days to the event and I'd not really sold any I'd committed mm-hmm. to paying this speaker yeah. I was panicking mm-hmm. um but I was just I happened to go to an event um pregnant then screwed live actually and I'd booked on for like a free half an hour coaching session 
Um, so I had this coaching session uh, with a lady called Lucy Green. She was amazing. And she was just like, she just gave me a wobble, basically. She was like, you know what to do. What yeah. are you waiting for? Yeah. And yeah, I just, I went for it then. And the event sold out. So after That's that... That's amazing. How many tickets did you sell for that? Uh, 30, I think. That's amazing. Yeah. So I was really chuffed. It went really well. And after that, pretty much every event has sold out. So you That's just need to stick to your guns. Absolutely. So all of your events are based in the northwest. Where have you been doing your events? Yes, yeah, so the events are in uh, Rottenstall and Wally at the moment. But we are expanding this year and hoping to go into other small towns across the north. Yes. amazing so how did you go about kind of building on how you got those 30 people in the room how did you go about building your audience how did you start building a clientele for, for your so I already had a bit of an audience from um, Frankie's threads um, and from blogging as well so I kind of drew on that but to be honest they're all over the world really so yeah. um, I didn't get a lot from that but I just I spoke to my friends who had businesses. Um, I I just targeted them really. Mm-hmm. I was brutal with it. Yeah. Um, just messaging them saying, "Well, I really think you could benefit from this event. You should mm-hmm. definitely come along." And I oined people until they bought yeah. a ticket. Yeah. Um, I think when you're doing something like that, you just need to you need to go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. So probably one of the toughest sides of. Um, building a business up from scratch is being able to fund that business. Mm-hmm. So have you faced any challenges with being able to get it off the ground? Um, obviously you mentioned that you have a responsibility to pay speakers yes. and things like that. So um, how have you have you managed to fund things? So it's, well, it was funded by myself up until uh, the end of last year. So I was running it on quite a small scale um, and especially through the summer holidays last year because I've got, like I said, a little boy mm-hmm. who he was off um, nursery so I couldn't really give it my all over the summer. Uh, but then as soon as he started school in September, I wanted to really focus on growing it. So I um, actually got in touch with a company. Um, it's a government-backed company and asked if I could have some funding. Uh, and I didn't actually get the funding in the end, but it taught me a hell of a lot about um, how to prepare for that sort of thing. And in the end, I uh, ended up crowdfunding uh, £4,000 um, over Christmas. And that was so stressful. But <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's how I've sort of funded the membership. The, the events are fairly easy to fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pay for themselves, really. Yeah. Um, but the membership that was a big concern about how I would get it off the ground uh, without any any outside so tell us a bit more about your membership and and what what's involved and how you've built that up so the membership is um, it is for women in the north however anyone can join really but it's more specifically for female entrepreneurs in the north and there's all sorts of resources on there to help you grow your business you also have access to a Facebook community full of entrepreneurs and uh, you have access to me and my knowledge (laughs) oh that's amazing I mean I love the Facebook group that we're in at the moment because there's so many different ideas that people are putting in there and questions that they want to ask about their experiences to try and get advice from like like like-minded people so I guess what you're really doing is 
building a community of like-minded people mm. uh, kind of similar to what we're doing here at Talk Twenties yes. where we want to kind of build a community of people that they might not be starting a business they might be trying to you know build a career within an organization um, or they might be you know wanting to save some money to buy a house or to go traveling and that sort of thing but where do you go when you have these difficult life questions that you know you could ask an adult for uh, an adult for we are adults <laughs> but you could ask you know your parents or someone you yeah. know who's been through it but actually we're living in a time now where technology is has grown yeah, massively and so actually what they would have done to build a business you know 20 years ago is entirely different to what we would need to do nowadays so yeah. I think it's so important that you're saying well this is what you need to do right now and it's not based on books that were you know written years and years ago it's this is what's working for me right now you can only really build that through a community so yeah 100% I think that's something that I struggled with during my degree because everything that we were reading from was just so outdated absolutely Um, it was just crazy yeah so um have you faced any challenges when starting your business at all yeah um I would say obviously there was it was challenging when I didn't get anyone to my first event um, and I think the biggest challenge that I faced was uh, with the funding. Um, I spent such a long time um, working on the application for funding that it actually completely took away from the day-to-day runnings of women's society. So the actual business took a back like, a back mm-hmm. seat at that time and it was really tough um, when I got that no. Uh, but such a massive learning curve. Um, so yeah, def- that's probably the biggest challenge that I've faced so with that as well what's it like working for yourself oh, I love it um, <laughs> yeah I love it it I mean it's great um it's hard it's really hard to have structure to your yeah. day uh, to have discipline mm-hmm. um but I think that gets easier when you love what you do so going back to when I did Frankie's threads I liked working for myself with the freedom that it gave me but I didn't like the actual working for myself bit it was just like it was hard it was um I realized it wasn't my passion um and I think that's why it was so hard so with women's society it's definitely a lot easier mm-hmm. um I love the fact that I can decide what my day looks like um that I can nip out for a coffee with someone mm-hmm. um and that ultimately I'm in control of my life and where that goes Absolutely. So obviously a lot of people perhaps are worried about working for themselves, staying motivated and also not getting um, lonely at all. Um, So how do you perhaps combat those those two issues so loneliness is an interesting one because it's something that when I had Frankie's threads that's the biggest problem yeah um, that I had I'd just be sat at my sewing machine all day and barely ever speak to anybody mm. um and I think that's probably a driver for why I started women's society because I knew that there was so many similar people to me out there but that we just weren't communicating with yeah. each other um so now I very rarely get lonely because I know that there's other people in similar situations and if I text them saying do you want to go for a coffee they're going to be buzzing to go for a coffee um and obviously I'm speaking to women all day every day as well about what they're doing and and yes I don't really get lonely anymore and then how do you stay motivated how do I stay motivated I think that comes down to the fact that I'm super passionate about what I do um and there's like a big goal that I want to achieve so that keeps me motivated also the fact that I have a community of women sort of relying on me to yeah to put content out there um that keeps me motivated but 
how I stay motivated day to day is I just keep myself super in the loop with like new podcasts, reading books. Um, I'm always reading something or listening to audiobooks. I love an audiobook. So yeah, I just love um, listening to inspiring women. That's amazing. So what do you hope the future looks like for women's society? <laughs> So I, I'm going to build an empire. Yes, um, <laughs> yes you are. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think this year is all about um, expanding the events and the subscription service. Um, I'd love to have events in small towns all across the north. Um, I'd love to have a team working with me. Um, and I would also really love to open a communal workspace where I live in Rottenstall. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, yeah, and I just, I really would love to see all of my members have like these amazing businesses and grow incredibly um, and just be taking over the world. That sounds amazing. And I absolutely think that Women's Society will be taking over the world very, very, so. very soon. So we're going to move on to a few generic questions now. Uh, this is a podcast about your 20s. And although you've obviously done amazing things with starting your businesses, uh, we also want to know how you've got through your 20s now. Um, you are 28? Yeah, nearly 29. Yeah, nearly 29. Um, how do you feel your 20s have gone? It's been an absolute roller coaster, yeah. Um, and I think it's it, it's a hard one for anyone looking on and, and listening to this you might be thinking oh my god she's done so well but let me tell you it, it it's not like that at all like I have been through some real struggles in my 20s and I think I did not think that I would be here nearly 29 mm -hmm. when I in my teens when I was looking like to my 20s I thought I'd be like settled down mortgage husband more kids like really successful um and but I'm you not are, you are successful no. but in not in how you kind of pictured it maybe yeah in, definitely in not so I, yeah I think yeah it's been it's been a roller coaster um obviously I had my son when I was 23 mm -hmm. uh, and when you're 23 you sort of think that you're yeah. the oldest person you're like so wise but 23 I was not <laughs> I was not wise at all um yeah so but how amazing that he's kind of uh, Frankie's grown up obviously with having you as a role model in terms of creating your um your businesses as well I'm sure that has had a fantastic impact on his life I would hope so yeah um I think the one thing that I've learned especially from the way that I was brought up um and the way that I want to bring Frankie up is just to tell him that he can do whatever he wants yeah um yeah yeah the world is his oyster the world is yeah so with that in mind and you, you mentioned obviously there's been some roller coaster points in uh your 20s can you tell us your biggest adulting disaster or fail um <laughs> my credit score is probably my <laughs> adulting fail i don't think you'd be the only person to say that <laughs> yeah i mean it's, i think it's probably the worst it could be to be honest um and it's probably not going to get any better anytime soon but yeah, um, that is definitely my biggest fail. I think it's yeah. It's and how did you? How have you managed to land yourself in in that situation? Just a lot of foolishness. I can tell you. <laughs> um, just not not listening to people who told me not to get in debt, um, and just because my twenties haven't been such a, a straightforward path, I've sort of 
always ended up being back in like a, a bit of a rubbish situation financially and not being able to pull myself out of it but if I'm being honest I probably wouldn't change it mm-hmm. um it's taught me a lot and I mean I can't get myself in any more debt now <laughs> do you feel like that's had any kind of setback on on your what you're doing right now or do you think you've managed to overcome that or yeah definitely um probably had an impact on the fact that I didn't get funding but at the same time I've learned a lot from it obviously I know now not to get yourself in in debt and when uh, when banks tell you that you can have an overdraft it's not free money yeah um, <laughs> which I thought it was when I was quite young but I think it's amazing that you kind of you can reflect back on that now because I'm sure there'll be people who are listening to this and and thinking you know what what can I do with my overdraft and where's the limit and quite often people aren't open enough to talk about it and say you know I did make mistakes when I was younger Mm. but I've learned from that now and now I'm working on through this and you kind of feel like it might have had a setback in what you're doing right now so hopefully by sharing what you what you've you know just shared that that will inevitably um hopefully help someone else out there who might be heading down the path of making you know getting themselves into into (laughs) debt and that sort of thing so so thank you for sharing that and and I appreciate that so maybe back onto a bit more of a of a positive note. Um, obviously, you spend a lot of your time. Um, you said listening to podcasts and audio books. So, um, who or what inspires you the most? Who inspires me the most would be the people that um, that come to my events and uh, the people who are in my membership. They inspire me more than anyone. I love listening to them talk about the businesses. I love giving them advice and getting advice from them. Yeah, I just get inspired by the people who I surround myself with. What books and podcasts are you listening to at the minute? At the minute, um, what am I listening to? So I've just finished listening to Miracle Morning. I can't remember who it's by, but it's inspired me so much. It's actually a guy who um, who wrote it. And we do like guys on this podcast, by the way. It's not just about women. <laughs> it's actually written by a guy, so I don't know whether to take his advice. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he um, has wrote about basically waking up at 5 a.m. Uh, every day. And 5 a.m. I'm well asleep. It will change your life. <laughs> it will change your life. Really? Yeah. Have you start, so have you started getting up at 5 a.m. and doing everything that's yeah, in the book? Yeah, I've, I've been doing it for about six weeks now. Um, wow. And it, I love it. I absolutely love it. So what do you do when you get up at 5 a.m.? So I get up. I have like 10 minutes of like silence or meditation. I am rubbish. So you don't pick up your phone when you wake don't up? Don't pick up my phone. Yeah. Sometimes I think that's a huge, <laughs> I think that's a huge thing because the yeah. first thing I do, especially because I turn off my alarm, is like I look at my phone straight away. I can't even see anything. Yeah, my eyes are still really blurry. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm on social media like as soon as I wake up, which is really bad. Really bad yeah. And I think I, I personally definitely need to work on that. Yeah. Yeah, so I do 10 minutes of silence or meditation. Got it all written down. 10 minutes of reading. 10 minutes of exercise, 10 minutes of affirmations, 10 minutes of journaling. What's that? So is this an hour? Yeah, an yeah. hour. There's one more, I can't remember what it is. Um, yeah, an hour of all that. And then at the end of the hour, I'll make myself a brew and sit on my computer for an hour. And then it's like seven o'clock, so I'll go and wake Frankie up. Mm-hmm. And we're both really happy. Yeah. It's not like it used to be where he'd be like mom wake up like dragging me out of bed and I just feel in such a better frame of mind yeah. um, to get ready for the day so how how have you managed to obviously change this because you, you weren't doing that previously what's changed to allow you to be able to do that obviously you might have to go to bed a little bit earlier yeah well I don't know about you but whenever I um, in the evenings I spend most of the time just scrolling yeah. on the internet I'm absolutely the same watching Love Island at the minute yeah. so yeah yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I just end up scrolling and it's pointless. So now I go to bed at half nine, ten o'clock. Okay. And I don't feel yeah. like I'm missing out yeah. anything. I was a bit worried that I'd feel like I'm missing out, but I don't. Yeah, and then I feel all right when I wake up. The first week was horrific. I couldn't do it. Like, I really struggled to get up at five, but I did it and I stuck to it and it's changed my life. That's amazing. I mean, obviously you've actually spoken quite openly about that on your blog as well, Gabby mm. Girl Power. If you're not following her, make sure you do. Um, but from that, I kind of was like, oh, like Gabby's getting into routine. And I think I will listen to the book myself because I think I am heading in that frame of mind. Yeah. But I myself, I didn't have a set routine on when I was even waking up in the morning. So I just, it'd be whatever I felt like. I'd go to bed and I'd, I'd set a few alarms thinking, oh, I, I probably need to go into bit work a bit earlier tomorrow or oh, I fancy a lion. And I just set my alarms like mm. accordingly. I had no routine of like, I should be in bed right now. I'd be sat on the sofa and it could be like half midnight and I'd be like, oh, where did yeah, the time go? I and I had no routine. And I actually sorted out my um, alarms app on my phone and I set a bedtime so that my notifications don't appear after 11 p.m. Um, and then I make sure that I go I go to bed by 11 p.m. And if I'm looking at the time and it's 10 minutes past, I know that like I should be in bed right now. Yeah. So I'm telling myself that I should be in bed. Yeah. And then I try and make sure that some days it's not as easy as others and I don't have a strict morning routine like you do. But that alarm goes off at six and I try my best to get up at six yeah. every single day. And it usually means that I get so much more done in the morning because even when I'm not rushing out the door to work anymore and I am able to do maybe a little bit of housework, maybe a little bit of social media for my blog or for Talk 20s, yeah and or just you know do my makeup nice and then I for the day I feel so much better because you know I've done my hair nice or I've made a bit more of an effort so yeah. I really the, think the miracle morning, morning it's not about getting up at 5am it's yeah. about the stuff that you do yeah in that time so if 5am is too early for you you could do six or seven whatever yeah just as long as you do that hour or maybe cut it down to half an hour of yeah. those things it just puts you in such a better mindset for the day um because I have to work around the school hours of course. um so I mean they're pretty short like, <laughs> I'm sure like nine o'clock starts and then it's crazy it's like like three the day goes so quick and I was really struggling with that um towards the end of last year I just felt like I wasn't getting anything done and I wasn't getting into the flow of work until like dinner time yeah and then I'd have to go and pick him up yeah and it, it was just a nightmare so it's it's helped me get that sort of bit of I don't know messing around time and bad mindset out of the way in the morning so by the time I've done the school run I'm in the zone completely. yeah and so then I guess as well that improves the time that you have to spend with Frankie because you probably don't feel like you have to work as much in the evening yeah. because you've been you've got so much solid work done when he is at school so then you can yes. probably enjoy the time that you do have with well him. yeah yes yeah. and no like yeah. I, I am quite a workaholic I do tend to work most evenings um and weekends <laughs> but yeah um you know it has made it better and it, yeah we're just in such a better mood in the morning we yeah nice breakfast together yeah that's lovely better. see those little quality moments yeah. that are, that are coming out as a result of it okay so this is the last uh question before we go into the quick fire questions um so what one piece of advice would you give to your 20 year old self i would say to have more fun and don't like stop worrying about failure because mm. failure Failure, I think, is inspiring. It's like the most inspiring thing. Um, something good always comes out of failure. But I would, yeah, I think when I came into my twenties, I was so scared of failing. Yeah. Um, so scared of doing the wrong thing. Um, but yeah, I also, because obviously I had Frankie quite young, I probably didn't enjoy my twenties as much mm -hmm. as I probably should have done. Um, I think I can say that now. I'm like ninety percent through my twenties. So. <laughs> 
almost 100% complete. But yeah, I, I would say have more fun. And just when you say have more fun, what kind of things did you think travel. you would travel? Yeah, mm. and that really, really important. Yeah, too, yeah, travel and just not to wear, not worry so much. I think yeah. in maybe in the last couple of years, I've not worried as much and been a bit more like, oh, whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, but definitely in the first few years of my twenties, I was I was so just scared of failing and. Yeah, just so serious. Yeah, I know. I mean, I kind of have a similar story because obviously I trained to be a teacher like straight from uni mm. and it was just not right. And I was so scared of being like, this isn't the career for me. And yes. like coming across as like, no, like this hasn't worked out for me. I, I failed myself. Like I haven't made the right career choice. And, and in the end, what's come out of it is that, you know, I've moved into a career more that's in media and events. Um, and I love my job now. And I've also been able to create my blog from that, which I wouldn't have been able to do had I been in full-time teaching, teaching yeah. for obvious reasons so I think really you have to kind of own that failure sometimes and mm. say like no look this is what it taught me it was great that it did teach me all these amazing things but that was one part of my life and I've moved on from that now and yeah. I'm doing something something I, different I'm turning it into a positive me and you are quite similar in that way so like I was so petrified of, of giving up Frankie's threads um, and I, I really should have given it up a lot sooner than I did I mean, it was all, it was all right. It was quite successful, but it was really weird that I was doing that. I have never been maternal. Obviously, I love my son, but yeah. other kids not that interested in. Um, and all of my closest like family and friends were always saying to me, "Why are you doing this? Like mm. your whole life revolves around kids now." Yeah. Like, obviously, I was making kids' clothes, photographing children, all of that. And I, it just wasn't really me. And yeah. and I was so defensive. Like, oh, I would have some serious rows with people and fall out with them because they told me that what I was doing was wrong. Yeah. But, and it took so much of me to actually admit, like, yeah, no, right. this isn't working out. <laughs> yeah, no, for me, it was absolutely, and my family were like, well, if you don't know what you're going to do after uni, you should go and train to be a teacher. And the truth was, I didn't know what I wanted mm. to do. Um, and so I kind of listened to what they said. And I was also, like, pretty stubborn as well. Like, I... I started my teacher training and I really didn't enjoy it in the first three months. And, and a part of me does think like, oh, I should have just quit after the first three months. But at a similar time, you know, my dad was made redundant and I didn't want to then ever go to my mum and dad and be like, I, I, you know, I need support here. Um, and I was getting a, a training bursary to, to do to do my teacher training. And it kind of all things kind of aligned to say that, like, no, I should stick this out and I should finish my teacher training and then consider different opportunities, which is exactly what I did. And I actually ended up doing my NQT year the, the following year and getting my full teacher's qualification. So if I ever wanted to, I could go back to it. I don't think I ever will, but I have that qualification behind me now and actually because I stuck it out I think I learned way more about the experience than had I have left at three months in so you can't ever dwell on your past you can only learn from it I think you just have to keep building on it okay well thank you so much Gabby but we're going to go into some uh quick fire questions now um and this is just light-hearted you know we're going to get to know a little bit more about you and I know you're dreading this part (laughs) Um, I promise none of them are horrible so what did you have for breakfast Nothing. Oh, a chocolate bar. I'm a right chocolate here. bar. Right here. See, this I is adulting at its finest, people. <laughs> this is a good one. Are you a morning or a night person now? You must be a morning person. I am now. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. changed. That's changed. Yeah. Favorite movie of all time. 
Pulp Fiction and Titanic. You could answer that really quick. I'd have to think about it. Why are they your favourite? I just love them. I love Titanic. Uh, It's like unreal. I can watch it every night. But Pulp Fiction, (laughs) I just think it's such a a cult favourite. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, What single appliance can you not live without? For me, it would be my hair dryer. Hair straighteners. Hair straighteners. Mine would be my hair dryer because every time you go to a hotel, I don't know about you, but you turn on the hair dryer and it goes... Yes. And it's literally, that probably sounds terrible down the microphone, <laughs> but it's literally like the the lightest wind, like Storm Dennis would dry my hair quicker than <laughs> quicker than my, the hair dryers in hotels. So I have to take my hair dryer everywhere yeah, I go. Yeah, I'd say hair straighteners. Hair straighteners. I think so. Yeah. Either that on my computer. Yeah, that's a good one as well. Oh God, I couldn't live on my laptop mm. either. Um, so would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? Oh my God. It's um, a tough one. Pause. Pause. pause to stay in your 20s a bit longer <laughs> no i'm not thinking about that i'm really looking forward to are you it is yeah um but no pause just because frankie's growing up too quick and yeah. also there's not enough hours in the day i'd love to have bernard's watch yeah absolutely if you could only live in one city for the rest of your life where would that be manchester yeah yeah you're a big fan of the area obviously you've got all your events there as well well in within that region yeah. as well what was the last thing you asked a real adult for help on? <laughs> and by real adult, I mean someone who is older, who has more adulting experience than I don't ourselves. Think I have asked any, anyone anything recently, no. I think I'm quite qualified. You're qualified. I think so, qualified yeah. adult. My dad's absolutely useless with anything, so he so actually you... asks me. <laughs> <laughs> so you are the adult in the yeah. situation. Oh, a tricky one. What's the biggest misconception people have about you? That I've got my sh- shit together Am I allowed to you can swear that? we're okay That's we're all over 18 here so it's all good um what do you mean by that i think yeah a lot of people that i mean assume that i'm like yeah that i have my shit together i 100 do not have my shit together <laughs> at all and your best childhood memory end on that one um we used to go to this beautiful chateau in france every year oh, so i yeah i really loved that would you would you want to go back there or are you kind of happy that it's a memory? I'm happy that it's a memory, yeah, yeah because it was definitely disgusting. Like, <laughs> if I really dig deep into the memory, like, I remember there being like moths in the rooms and stuff. Like, it was really good. But gross. it was probably one of your happiest oh, moments when you were yeah. a kid. Okay, well, that ends our quick fire questions today. And I just want to say, Gabby, thank you so much for the time you spent here today talking about um, your experiences of um, starting a business. I'm sure you've inspired many by sharing your story. So thank Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's all. You're welcome. That's the Talk Twenties podcast with me, Gabby Mendez. Subscribe now so you don't miss out.